Oh boy! Ryman sending in this banger right here. It says, I need money. I thought it said, I need uh. start, but it's, I need money. And we're back, folks. Oh my lord, the roach is road weary. All over the road this past week. We were in San Francisco, Seattle. Thank you to everybody who came out, said hello to the old roach, and uh, came out to the shows that were awesome shows. Got to say thanks to going back to Pottstown. I mean, it's just been a hell of a October. Even going back to Skankfest, I forgot. I wanted to say thank you to someone named Cody. She made us all bracelets like we're Taylor Swift or something. It was crazy. I would have worn mine. I forgot to wear it again, but it's on my mantle at home. So thank you to Cody for that. Thank you to everybody who's been coming out. Some shout-outs real quick. Big Trox, he was at uh, Seattle show last night, and we hung out at the bar afterwards, and he makes great artwork. Big Trox 303 on uh, Instagram there. But he had all the Roach merch on, all the old-school merch. And uh, I wanted him. I wish I had the shirts out at the shows this weekend, but hadn't uh, been able to get them there logistically. But you can go over to joshpottermerch.com and score them, and he said he was going to do that. Also got to give a shout-out to somebody I've been missing. Uh, She wanted one a long time ago, and I feel like such an ass that I didn't do it. It's Evan, who is a teacher in the Pennsylvania area, Evan Pearson. And her handle on uh, Instagram is at P underscore wv oh no it's the west virginia area but yeah go follow her and uh and help out help a support a roach teacher i meant to give her a shout out back at the beginning of the school year that's how much the roach is lacking on the shout outs but what else is going on oh yes november 22nd is the next big live show in buffalo new york thanksgiving eve in buffalo new york uh, Helium Comedy Club, and then after that, on the 29th, we have Brea Improv right here in Southern California. After that, December 1st through 3rd, also in Southern California, La Jolla, going to be at the Comedy Store, and then December 22nd through the 23rd, I'm going to be in Tampa Bay at Side Splitters. All those tickets are on sale, and we're hoping to add some shows in between there, so hopefully you get on that. Josh Potter Show at gmail.com is where you can send in your Roach reportings, or you can send in a musical bed like uh, Rye Man did there going solo dolo today uh, Kirsten couldn't I was hoping Kirsten would be here because I uh, oh boy I'm struggling could have used her help a little bit but she couldn't make it today we got Milo here and who else is back I can't even see I don't even know who else is back we got Jack oh Jack is here okay good thank the Lord thank the Lord indeed and we have some advice by the way to give out maybe you fellas can share your two cents on the topic here and I don't know, this is like a serious thing here that Craig sent in. Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. Again, the email to send stuff in. It says, Hi, Josh. I love the show and the way that you think. I'm asking you for some life advice. 13 years ago, my ex wife and I split up and got a divorce. We have two children together who are now 16 and 15. That's wild. So far, you've done things that I haven't even breached, by the way. You got married, you got divorced. And you had children. (laughs) All three things that I have no idea anything about. Uh, But I'm going to try my best here still. We've kept a very good relationship through the years to the point where she is one of my best friends. I've never stopped having feelings for her. And the fact that we've remained so close is probably the reason I've never been able to move on. We divorced because of an affair she had on me. 
and she's been married twice since our divorce and is currently married to the second person now for four years. Over the last four months, she started showing signs that I've seen too many times, only this time, making it seem like she may be open to a reconciliation with me. It's everything I've ever hoped for and prayed for for years. I would get my family back together finally. My question is, am I ridiculous for wanting this? I'm tired of being hurt and disappointed. She's shown a pattern that seems to repeat itself over and over again, yet I can't help but think this time will be different. Please give me the best advice that a loyal Roach listener could get from the Roachmaster himself. Don't hold back. I need to hear honest opinions from someone who doesn't know me. Thank you, Craig. Now, I don't know that you need that, Craig. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I think he just wants to hear what he wants to hear, which is like, go for it, buddy. You know, that seems like something that that Craig is reaching out for. And I've been in Craig's spot where it's like I was I'm trying to like, you know, just hear the answer I want to hear, which is you're doing the right thing. She's going to come around. But the fact of the matter is. Doesn't seem I mean, it seems like she gets antsy after a certain amount of time, no matter who it's with. And it might not even have anything to do with you, Craig. You know? She could just get ants in her pants and decide to move on. She might get bored easily. I don't know anything about her. I would have to talk to her to really understand how true this woman is in terms of getting back together with you. But at the end of the day, it makes me bummed out that Craig has spent so much time wrapped up in this lady, and I say that as a person who's been wrapped up in ladies. It's an awful, awful situation. And you go like, when you spend that much time wishing and hoping and praying, and then it's kind of seeming like it's in your grasp, it's usually probably not. But the thing is, you have kids with this woman, you used to be married to her. I mean, if at the end of the day, you're feeling hurt, no matter what, just get hurt again, I guess, you know, but that's easier said than done. I don't know. What do you fellas think? Any advice for Craig Oh, boy. as someone who doesn't know him? Well, there's a lot I don't know here, of course, because I don't know Craig. Exactly. Um, but I think that's uh, what he likes. It seems like she so she shows signs all over the place. In terms of what? Uh, will she come around? It seems like she goes around. Well, that's the thing. Even if you get back together with this lady, Craig, chances are that she's, uh... You keep saying this, you idiot woman! Idiot woman! You keep saying <laughs> this! Over, I mean, I feel like it's even if she comes around, she's going to bail again at some point. You know, so if you don't care and you want to just uh, get your rocks off and get back together with her and try one more time, sometimes people get, like, addicted to that part of it, where they're like, oh, man... Uh, the rush of just attempting, you know, I've been there. My, I, I don't know. It's like it sucks, Craig. There's until you get a lobotomy, there's going to be no forgetting this lady. Unfortunately, I say just be really nice to yourself. And uh, at the end of the day, protect your own feelings. That's the best I can do. And I'm sorry if that was more serious than uh, you wanted it to be there, my friend. But idiot man, that's me. I'm an idiot man. <laughs> I forgot we had that one. But let's get into some sports, shall we? Thank you for sending that in, Craig. If you want any, I did ask anybody, I go, you want any advice out there? Let me know. I don't, then I realized I'm not good at getting <laughs> giving advice. I'm no one that should be giving any advice. I am treading water out here, folks, all right? Beep, 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 be
Yesterday was Oh Hollow's Eve and uh you know another year goes by. I don't drive anymore, thank the Lord, cuz Halloween used to give me anxiety about driving. Like if I had to come home from work or something or if I had to go out to do a show and you know when it gets it's getting darker earlier and then you're driving around in the dark and then there's children running around in clo- dark capes and things like that. I would always get scared when I'd get home from Halloween that I would have like a like a child's mask in my grill of my car or something, you know, I was terrifying. You just, you're driving along on Halloween, you have a little skadunk, and you're like, oh my God, did I kill a child? Halloween frightens me in terms of that. That's the scariest part about Halloween, if you ask me. It's not the zombies, the ghosts, or the ghouls. It's the vehicular manslaughter possibilities that could occur on Halloween. So hopefully that didn't occur in your neighborhood. But uh, Miles Garrett, we talked about him and we had, we showed his scary mask well before Halloween when he was a, a burn victim of his own doing, having a kitchen mishap and then wearing a mask to cover up his burns. He was self-conscious about it and it ended up being inadvertently extraordinarily intimidating. Well, guess what? Miles Garrett stepped it up for Halloween. I don't know if you saw this, but here is video of Miles Garrett entering the stadium as Jeepers Creepers. I don't know what Jeepers Creepers is, but good God, now I don't want to know. Look at this man. The most terrifying thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's just his stature, too, is crazy. I think it was. Can we get a look at that? I mean, that's nuts. Do you guys know what Jeepers Creepers is? Is that a movie? Yeah, I think it's a movie. Now, I don't know if it was Miles Garrett. Can you Google this NFL player? as Vecna. Remember Vecna from Stranger Things? There was I, I want to say maybe it was Miles Garrett cuz like watching that just now gave me the uh memory of that. Who was it? It was Miles Garrett. It was Miles Garrett. Look at pull up that picture of him as Vecna. It's nuts. He showed up at the stadium last year like this. Oh, oh boy. That's really impressive. Oh, you know what? I'm such an idiot. I came in here going, Miles Garrett got a burn. No, that was David Njoku who had the crazy mask last week. I'm sorry. You know, people are screaming at their YouTubes right now. (laughs) But Miles Garrett stepped it up with his Halloween costume this year, and this was his last year. Isn't that nuts? He could have played Vecna as, like, you know, (laughs) maybe not the voice part, but, like, he could have been the stand-in for him. I mean, that is insane. And then this year was Jeepers Creepers. See, I don't know why I, I just go, it was David Njoku. No, Miles Garrett and David Njoku are equally as terrifying. If you saw them next to each other, you're like, those guys will kill me. You know what I mean? They're huge, massive men. And I, I think Miles Garrett's even a little slightly more intimidating being a defensive player. Now, remember what he did, uh, was that last year? No, two seasons ago, I want to say. I was on the tour bus with Tom when this happened. I believe it was Monday Night Football. Miles Garrett almost murdered Mason Rudolph on the field. We almost witnessed our first on the field murder, which was crazy. In Walmart. No, it wasn't in Walmart. It was on the field. And it was crazy when he, uh, so what he did was he came across and his helmet came off and they got into a little fight. And Miles Garrett did say that Mason Rudolph maybe said a naughty word. And naughty is an understatement. I think you can, if I'm not saying it, I think you can venture to guess what the word was that he was accusing him of saying. So then he took off his helmet. He ripped off the helmet off Mason Rudolph and then smacked it over his head. I thought we were going to witness a murder happen 
on that thing. It's crazy. I don't know where my murder button is. Uh, there. Uh, murder. I thought we were going to witness one on the field. Uh, but no, Mason Rudolph was fine. It was insane, though. It was absolutely insane. Here we could, Here's the play of it. Miles Garrett getting... Oh, that was after the fact there. You know, he's getting his shit kicked out of him because he, he just did that. Woo. Damn. I mean, I thought he was going to... If he, if he made contact with that helmet cl- like clean on, he would have killed him. I mean, those helmets, have you ever touched one of them? They're insanely heavy. So, Miles Garrett, an intim- intimidating figure, and especially when he's dressed up like jeepers creepers uh john sent in this this one here over at josh potter show at gmail.com we've got another great call on the field this is during college football during the ucf game let's hear it what a funky interception that was (laughs) all right you can stop it there i mean good god Now, there's a Yorl uh, or a Laurel Yanny situation happening with this. Some people are saying he didn't say, what a fucking interception. Like, that's what I heard, obviously. We all heard, I think, the same thing. But now in the comments, I'll have people be like, actually, Josh, um, he said funky. Why would you describe an interception as funky, first of all? I don't understand that. It's not like he did a fun little move afterwards. (laughs) It's not like he was like, and that interception was a funky Cole Medina. I mean, like, what was he? <laughs> if it was funky, what was the point of that? I, it's. Can you just go back to the part? Yeah. It's not there. It's in the. You got to go in the middle more. Mm, right there. Yeah, there you go. Bishop, what a funky interception that was. He really laid into the F too. He's like, what a fucking interception. I heard funky. You heard funky. Why? Because you said it. Because I said it now? Okay, try it again. Bishop, what a funky interception that was. I almost hear the G, though. I almost hear the G at the end. What a fucking intercept. Like, I feel like he hits that G a little bit, but <laughs> it is so insane. And the guy is not, I mean, I don't even know who this is, but he's not, there's been nothing about him being fired. I didn't hear anything else other than people you know pointing to this and i think he could get away with funk i said funky i said funky i mean that's a there used to be a guy on the radio when i worked in buffalo named harv moore and i uh, he was like an old school guy you know he was he started in like the 50s and shit he got real popular in the 80s taylor and moore was the radio show he was on and by the time i came around he was on the oldie station and he didn't really know, like, you know, all the oldies guys at the time, they didn't know, they didn't run their own boards. They had engineers. Uh, and so I had to, like, run the guy's board for him as, like, an intern. And he was so fucking funny. He would be like, uh, you, you want to hear me say pile of shit on the radio? <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't want to hear that? So he gets on the thing and he's like, doing the traffic or whatever and then he goes and it's uh gonna be 88 degrees tomorrow here in buffalo a great day to take that car out wash it and pile of shit everybody and it was like whoa <laughs> and if anyone ever called him out for that he'd be like what are you talking about I said polish it that's what i heard so it's one of those things where i feel like maybe he had like a little dare with the people in the booth where he's like you want i'm gonna get an f-bomb on the air today you watch 
And then that happened, and he goes, what a fucking interception. I said funky. And then maybe it's like plausible deniability. I don't know. So we'll have to keep our eye out. But thanks for sending that in, John. And next up, we have a, a thing from Lucas McConnell. This was sent in. Now, I think this one's fake. Because here's the thing. We'll play it, and then I'll tell you why. Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, 2013 reigning MVP. Batting 317. He's got the long dreadlocks, you know. Sometimes, Jim, I wish I had dreadlocks. I wish, wish I was black. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I mean, that's fake, right? And this isn't the first time I got sent this. I got sent this, like, a handful of times. Not all this week, but I wanted to address it because it's, like, one of those things people keep sending in. They're like, LOL, LOL. Are they thinking, are they just sending it to me because they think it's funny? It sounds fake to me. It's that doesn't sound like an actual broadcaster. No, it sounds so ridiculous that someone the, those words would come out of someone's mouth when they know they're on TV. I mean, <laughs> there's that aspect of it, sure, but that I mean, the last guy we just played was 100% real and he very <laughs> well might have said fucking That's interception true. while he was on live broadcast. I just feel like if this was real, it would be way better done. Like the guy would be a better he'd have a better voice. He wouldn't be like, "Oh, I didn't mean to say that." Uh, cuz we know these guys don't do that. They don't ever say Whoops, I didn't mean to say that. I mean, hell, remember the Glenword tape? N-Word League Museum. He didn't even go like, whoops, or anything like that. So this guy, you can go back to the dreadlocks thing. He's just like, he's talking about Andrew McCutcheon, by the way. He hasn't been on the Pirates in fucking a decade. I don't know how long ago he was on the Pirates, but he's like, and you see the long, uh, first of all, no announcer would be like, and look at his long dreadlocks. Who the hell's saying that? And the guy doesn't even know. I'm doing a better voice than the guy. Where they feel, if he's like, you know, some back, you know, I wish I had dreadlocks sometimes. Uh, sometimes I wish I was black. Wait, what? You know, I mean, like, that's. He's not that. He's not doing it right. So stop. My point is stop sending me this. Not that I blame. I like when people send things in. So I wanted to give Lucas McConnell the credit. Maybe it is real. Also, I wanted to put it out there in case maybe it is real. And someone can give me a little more context on it instead of just sending me a link to a TikTok at the end of the day. Good golly. But, you know, we have an update on our boy Pac-Man Jones. He was banned from flying out of Cincinnati. Max Mashenko sent in this bad boy, and it's a bit of an update. Life for former Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Adam Pac-Man Jones just got a lot easier. Now he's back and allowed to fly out of CVG. Yes, he was banned at the airport since arrest last month. He was on the morning of September 11th. I think that had something to do with it. I over Did I overlook that detail last time we talked about it, that it occurred on September 11th. I feel like, you know, it being that day, people are a little more tense when it comes to air travel, you know? And when uh, Pac-Man was unable to charge his phone at his seat, he asked if he could be moved to another one. That sparked a, a whole thing, evidently. But remember how he asked uh, to get switched? He said, where is the quote here? Uh, dee -dee -dee. He said, I was like, hey, excuse me, sir. Can you move me to another fucking seat? Because I bought both of these seats and the plug don't work. I don't know that you got to curse at the guy. That's all I'm saying. The way he explained it, he goes, all I said was, hey, excuse me, sir. Can you move me to another fucking seat? Well, how do we know it was fucking and not funky? I mean, it's it's got a lot of stars here. Uh, and it's got more stars than the word funky. But, I mean, if he would have said, can you put me in another funky seat? Maybe they would have given him one that has the thing broken again. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've got a lot of misinterpret. A lot of people saying fuck when they shouldn't today at the end of the day. And I'm not usually a person to police language. I don't mind if you say fuck. But boy, oh boy, lots of people saying fuck when they shouldn't. But Pac-Man Jones allowed at the airport again. They uh, Evidently, they switched things on that. But if you're going to uh, raise a stink about your phone charger in your airplane seat... Maybe don't do it on 9-11. Maybe take the day into consideration if you're getting a little up in arms. That's all I'm saying. And Luke Rutt sent this one in another uh, mistake at a college football game. Michigan State University has issued an apology. What on earth could they have apologized for? I'd like to make an apology. No, it wasn't anything on the air, actually. It wasn't anything in the broadcast. It was in the stadium itself, as a matter of fact. Spartan Stadium scoreboard ahead of the Spartans' 49 to nothing blowout loss to in-state rival Michigan this past Saturday. Hitler was featured in a pregame trivia segment that asked fans where the German dictator was born. According to many photos circulating on social media, Michigan State confirmed Saturday night that Hitler was displayed in the pregame segment. The school says was created by a third party. That's such a weird... Yeah, the Third Reich Party. <laughs> that, there's the image right there. What does it say in the caption? What's up with MSU football putting Hitler on the scoreboard during a pregame trivia game? Just wrong. So what did it ask? Like, where was this person born? Germany. Or no, I don't even know. It was Hitler born in Germany? Austria. Austria. Who gives a shit? The same thing, really. Austria and Germany. So... Can you zoom in on that? I can't really even see what's going on. It's just like a picture of him. It would have been funny if they said, you know, Ann Arbor. (laughs) Famous Michigan graduate Hitler. You know, that's what I would do. Throw shade at my rival. I mean, you're going to get blown out 49-0. You might as well accuse them of having had Hitler as a student. MSU is aware that inappropriate content by a third-party source was displayed on a video board prior to the start of tonight's football game. The university said in a statement to USA Today Sports, We are deeply sorry for the content that was displayed, as this is not representative of our institutional values. The university said it will no longer work with this third-party source that approved the content and will implement stronger screening and approval procedures for all video board content in the future. It is kind of a weird time to put up Hitler on there. You know, the Jews are a very scared these days, as they, as they maybe should be with everything going on. And I don't know if that would have been the smartest. I don't think that would have worked out at any time, but especially during the things occurring at the moment. The pregame quiz featuring the image of Hitler coincides with a spike in anti-Semitism among the ongoing conflict. I just said all that. Look at me. I'm like one of the fucking reporters here. The ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. Less than 90 miles away from Spartan Stadium, the prominent Detroit Synagogue board president was found stabbed to death outside her home on Saturday. Jesus! Well, that's a little shitty byproduct there. And so they were just like, you know what, we got to put on there. I wonder who else they asked about. I wish there was other, they showed other stills. You know, like who else were they putting up there in the trivia? It also marks the latest controversy for Michigan State after football coach Mel Tucker was fired after an investigation into a sexual harassment complaint. Yeah, Michigan State is not doing great these days uh, as far as scandal goes. But boy, oh boy, that's something that you go, that probably could have been avoided. I wonder who the third party is. We never drop the ball. (laughs) That is the the irony of that. Where was he born? Austria. I wonder if anyone won a prize. They have like that 
queen type guy that's in the stadium. Today we're going to be asking the crowd all kinds of trivia questions. Here's Jake in section 303. Jake, where was Hitler born? <laughs> Work on your in-stadium fanfare, folks. All right, let's get to some news. Oh, my God. I have that Doja song uh, stuck in my head, the Paint the Red song, and I heard it on the way here. And it's something that's weird because we're talking about the word fucking and beeping it and all that shit. They beep the word devil on the radio. You know what the part is just like, ooh, she the devil. She's a bitch. And then they beep bitch, obviously. But they beep bitch and devil. Huh. Isn't that weird? Wow. On a pop station. I didn't know. I mean, I don't know. It's cr that's what's so crazy. I've never heard devil beeped in all my time. I mean, I did work for a rock station. Lots of devil songs. You know what I mean? Lots of references to devil. Never once did I hear it beeped. You know what was the weirdest one, though? Back in the day, I worked for a guy that hated weed. So, like, any references to weed in a Sublime song, he would beep. Or he would want beeped. And it wasn't any policy that the government put, came from on high. It was from a corporate guy being like, uh, you got to beep that word bong. We don't do weed around here. Yeah, what a loser, right? That guy sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is from back in 2015, an old school article. But Nick sent it in because we played that game with Kirsten uh, a couple of weeks back. Regarding crime in fast food places, and this one was especially I wanted Kirsten here for, but uh, we'll have to get her take on it next time. This happens in her, like, home town, essentially. It's an Iowa Taco Bell. Two men were arrested and charged Tuesday after police found rem remnants of a methamphetamine lab inside an Iowa Taco Bell. Man, they can make an, a meth lab in anything, really, can't they? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if y'all have a meth lab back there. I, wouldn't, I don't ever go back there. Who knows? Could have one. I wouldn't even know. I'd be like, it smells like meth a little bit. Yeah, well, and then I'd move on. I'd never even be concerned. Cedar Rapids police received calls of a suspicious person outside of the fast food restaurant around 4.42 a.m. Tuesday. The arriving officers found two men outside, including one Taco Bell employee. A manager who let police into the closed restaurant found signs of a meth lab in a utility area. Christopher Adam Mautis, 31, was charged with conspiracy to manufacture methamphetamine and several chemical possession charges. Kent Jerome Doobie, 56, was also charged with conspiracy to manufacture meth. I I don't know. I think you should let that guy off, the 56-year-old. I mean, the guy is 56 working at Taco Bell. Let him make some meth. I mean, he's trying to, at least in the final moments of life here, in the twilight, get out of Taco Bell finally. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to be at least a little industrious. Let him go. I mean, he's just scratching and clawing for any way to just get ahead a little bit in this world. Golly. Taco Bell said the employee was fired and the franchise was cooperate and the franchise was cooperating with police's investigation. Both we and our franchise find this completely unacceptable, Taco Bell said in a statement. Although the suspicious items found in the restaurant were not used in the kitchen, the employee has been terminated and our franchisee is considering pressing criminal charges. The restaurant will reopen after it has been sanitized and inspected by the health department. Imagine if it got into the food. That would make Taco Bell even better. Yeah. I mean, I already, you already, Taco Bell's great. I even just ate it two, but two days ago. 
And I'll tell you what, if I had a little meth in there, golly, I mean, they say run to the border. You're going to run pretty fast if you do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> does meth make you shit? I don't know, Jack, does meth make you shit? Let's not, Google not it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if meth makes you shit and Taco Bell, I mean, it could just be a, a disaster. Maybe it's not a good combination at all. Because you know how some drugs, they, like, make you shit your brains out? I don't know if meth was like that. Maybe meth bounds you up a little bit. You know how, like, Coke makes you shit? Or makes you feel like you have to? I don't know. I just thought maybe... I've never done meth. Maybe I try it. I'm 37. What the hell? At this point, who cares? Give me some. Is it, It's highly addictive, though, says Dr. Drew, so... They're saying here that it's an appetite suppressant. So, But it doesn't, like, make you have to shit your brains out the second... Like a diuretic or whatever? I don't know. It dehydrates your intestines. Ooh, that sounds good. Nice. That sounds pretty dope. <laughs> well, folks, we have a another instance of terrorism here in, uh, you know, jizz terrorism, semen terrorism. We always are bringing awareness to it. And T-Bone has sent in an article. He seems to be our lead reporter when it comes to... Uh, semen terrorism and raising the awareness. This one happened at a very fancy place. Uh, the Ritz Carlton in San Francisco, which I have had the pleasure of staying in before. It was, boy, oh boy, 2019. And it was right after New Year's. And uh, I went there to perform at the Masonic Theater with Tom and got me the Ritz, this guy. What a what a mensch, right? Getting me a room in the Ritz. And it had a... Uh, a $400 bar tab, which is crazy. Like, for the mini bar, which, I mean, sounds huge, but at the end of the day, it's, like, really, like, I don't even know how much 400 You know what I mean? Like, $400 could just be three things. Do you know what I mean? Like, in a hotel bar, you never know. So Mark Norman was in town at the punchline, and I said to him, I go, I got this $400 bar tab up at the Ritz if you want to come. And he brought, like, seven girls. It was crazy, and we somehow, we finished the whole thing, and Mark and I are trying to do, like, math as we're, you know, opening the bottles and drinking everything, and uh, we got pretty fucked up. The sun came up. The girls never, they left after they finished the, the bar off, and then me and Mark just hung out, and then the sun came up, and I could have swore I was going to wake up with, like, a $800 bill or something, like, where I was going to just, I was going to be like, oh, my God, we blew through that. We spent... Over $400, but by $0.98. Cents. Pretty sweet. I was pretty... Yes, it was dead on, and we were so hyped. Oh, it was the best. But that was my time in the Ritz-Carlton. This, though, not a fun time in the San Francisco Ritz-Carlton. A woman staying there on, uh, to celebrate her birthday claimed she was sexually assaulted and exploited after a staffer at the luxury hotel ejaculated his semen into a Ritz-Carlton-labeled bottle water... Or water bottle, excuse me. Hmm. He ejac... I mean, yeah, you have to ejaculate your semen. I don't think you can ejaculate something else. It says ejaculated as semen. That's redundant. Hmm. Right? Shame on them. Ejaculating means semen. You can't ejaculate, you know, your saliva into something. Or can you? I don't know. The married mother of three identified in the court documents only as Jane Doe uh, booked a room at the five-star Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay with her husband on November of 2022 for a restful and indulgent birthday weekend. During her four-night stay... 
She ordered water to her room and sipped from a hotel-branded water bottle in the middle of the night when she realized that the taste and texture of the water she had ingested may have been semen. Now, that's again, I've always asked this question, and I guess if you're a woman who has ingested semen, you would recognize that sort of thing. As a person who hasn't directly ingested semen, I don't know that I would have caught on, you know? Sure, has has a driplet or a droplet gotten into my mouth on some occasion? <laughs> Probably. I was trying to think about that the other day. How much semen has actually, like, act, of, it's, I mean, obviously it's my own. How much of my own semen has gotten into my mouth? You know how they say, like, eight spiders crawl into your mouth every night, you know? How many drips of semen have crawled <laughs> down my throat? I'd love to find out someday. I wish we could get a stat on that. But I've never directly drank it. You know, my own at the least or anybody's for that matter. And so I don't know that if I was drinking from this water bottle that I, I would leap to semen. You know, we always kind of see something and we go like a, a fluid or something that looks kind of semeny, And we go, man, it looks like jizz, LOL. But never am I like, that's actually jizz right there. I've never thought that. I've never, you know, suspected that. This woman was mortified, terrified, embarrassed, and humiliated, but shared her suspicion with her husband. It'd be great if he was like, yeah, I told him to do that. <laughs> Happy birthday, babe. <laughs> what, you didn't want that? You didn't want semen in there? thought it was fun. Uh, 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 yeah, she was mortified, her husband, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they then contacted the hotel where rooms start at more than $800 per night. I like how they throw that in. You can't afford the Ritz-Carlton. The Ritz-Carlton sent the water bottle to a laboratory for analysis, and the testing did, in fact, confirm that the water contained semen. That's the Ritz for you. I don't think they're going to do that if you complain at, you know, Red Roof Inn about semen being in your water bottle. They're not sending it to a lab to find out. They're just going to get you a new bottle of water and be like, what do you think of that one? Nope. No semen? Okay, good. Before being defiled by a criminal deviant, Doe claimed in the filing that she and her husband of 25 years stayed in a Marriott-branded hotel at least 600 times, including at its Ritz-Carlton properties. I didn't know Marriott owned it. Ritz-Carlton, that's weird. Uh, the suit claims that Doe, a homemaker who lives with her husband in Washington State, was traumatized by the experience and went on to seek therapy. To make... I think she's just kind of trying to string this along. I mean, how traumatized? I mean, the woman... It's just semen at the end of the day. You know? It's not like she had the guy. Can you get AIDS? No, it would have to. It would die, right? I don't know how AIDS work. Because semen can live beyond. I found out semen can live after it's out of you. I thought once it like came out, it was like a vampire where like <laughs> the sunlight touched it. It would be like, oh, and it would die. But no, semen can like live on a surface. So like if you came on the thing and then someone like sat on it and the jizz crawled inside them, I think you can still get pregnant. But I don't think you can get AIDS or something like that from that. I'm reading here, it says, Just like any other form of unprotected sex, swallowing semen can put you at risk for an STI. Without a barrier birth control method, bacterial infections like gonorrhea and chlamydia can affect the throat. Mmm. Mmm. I wonder if it's if water dilutes the semen. I don't know. I mean, I, we got to get Dr. Drew in here. 
to answer some of these questions. To make matters worse, the Ritz-Carlton and Marriott International have refused to provide Jane and John Doe with a copy of the actual lab results for the subject water bottle. That means they might not have even sent it there, although they are admitting that there was jizz in it. We sent it to a lab. Meanwhile, the lab is just like the maitre d'. He's like, yep, that's semen. <laughs> yep. I know semen when I taste it. Meanwhile, the law enforcement investigation over who contaminated the water bottle has been stalled because the hotel refuses to turn over the soiled bottle, the lawsuit claims, hindering authorities from cross-referencing the DNA in the water against sex offender registries. I don't think that'll work. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to cross-reference it with sex... Do they have just all the sex offenders' jizz on file? That's fucking cool. I didn't know that. So when you're a sex offender, not only do you have to go around door to door and tell all your neighbors that you're a sex offender, but you have to like give your jizz prints. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> your jizz is just on file somewhere at a fucking that's wild. And then also, by the way, the Ritz Carlton, they just have a lab that they sent this to. I thought the authorities would have sent this to a lab. Alas, it seems like they have a third party lab that they sent the jizz to. They just have their we send it to our own scientists here at the Ritz Carlton. We have a lab where they can find all things, all sorts of things out about jizz. You know, we send in the sheets at all our they've probably got all our jizz on file. Every rich guy who stays at the Ritz, they've got his jizz on file, you know, somewhere. That's what I'm suspecting when I hear things about this lab. Like they didn't send it to a lab that the police have access to. That's bizarre. It's Mr. Ritz or Mr. Carlton's jizz. That's why they won't give it out. The complaint requests damages for sexual battery and negligence and demands a jury trial to settle the case. In the meantime, the Ritz-Carlton has offered Doe and her husband a few measly Marriott rewards points. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll juice up your Bonvoy account. No worries. Uh, Which, of course, could only be used for another anxiety-inducing stay at the Ritz-Carlton property, she said the suit. Terrence Jones, an attorney for Jane and John Doe. I like how they use Jane and John Doe like it's their real names. I keep getting fucked up by that. Uh, The attorney for Jane and John Doe told the Post, One of our clients' main concerns is that this deviant is caught so that no one else is victimized. Thus far, the Ritz-Carlton and Marriott have been more concealing than cooperative, obviously to try to protect their reputation rather than their hotel guests, according to the lawyer. A Ritz-Carlton spokesperson declined the, declined, uh, the post request for comments. Unbelievable. It's got to be someone. It's got to be Mr. Ritz or Mr. Carlton's jizz. Otherwise, they would throw them under the bus. You know, it's just some guy. I mean, it, here's the other thing, folks. When you get a water bottle from a hotel, I guess... I don't know how how discerning I am, but wouldn't it have been sealed? And if it's not sealed, you're just chugging away at that thing? Like, you're like, this water bottle's been opened, I would assume. Especially, you know, at a Ritz-Carlton, they have those large Evian bottles or what have you. And I would imagine it would be pretty difficult to not notice that. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm not a smart guy, but here I am thinking that would be the first thing that threw me off. This water bottle's been open, and also there is a giant clump of jizz floating in the top. <laughs> I wouldn't just be like, <laughs> and then chug away at it like a fucking... I'm blind, and even I can notice a floating lump of jizz. 
Cody sent in an update from our Macomb murder. It's the big Macomb murder finale, folks. If you've been following along the last couple of weeks, Kirsten and I have been uh, getting to the bottom of this whole thing. Of course, if you recall, a woman was found uh, murdered. Oh, oh, murder. And she was wrapped in a carpet. And it was the initial story was that she was in an open relationship with her husband, went out on a date with a man in a truck, and then was murdered. Meanwhile... Her husband, as we found out just a week or two ago, was texting with another woman, DMing. And actually, this woman was DMing him, For to, in all fairness. I mean, this man very well might be a murderer, but this woman was thirsty. And she was jumping in the DMs being like, let me know how I can help you in this trying time and blah, blah, blah. And then he got thirsty, started sending some dick pics, as we found out. Go back and watch that episode if you haven't already. And uh, the thirsty, thirsty texts kept going and kept going and then as it came to find out he started getting investigated as a suspect of this murder and this woman started getting a little nervous going like oh well i didn't know that maybe you were the murderer and she started recoiling a little bit but cody sent in cody who by the way lives in this town of macomb he's got his boots on the ground there he sent in a quick update he goes just a quick update on the macomb murder for those who are interested in the case after a month of investigation our local law enforcement feel that they have what they need to make an arrest it's been an honor serving the fellow roaches and working on my first roach reporter case and boy oh boy i mean this could be award-winning for cody the roaches are coming at the end of the year and cody did do Quite a wonderful investigation here. We have the, is this the first Facebook post? Can you read this for me? Because I can't possibly read that. What does it say? Moments ago, our office along with the El Reno Police Department and several other agencies took Frank Byers into custody for count one, murder in the first degree, count two, unauthorized removal of a dead body, and count three, desecration of a human corpse concerning the death of Michaela Fay Maeve. Our office would like to thank all the agencies that assisted in this lengthy investigation. This is not a conviction, and all parties are considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Ooh, so he's been uh, taken under arrest. I guess I did have the uh, the, <laughs> the post here in front of me. Uh, the second Facebook post came up, and it says, Breaking news, Frank Byers arrested for first-degree murder. So now they've arrested the husband. Uh, Potawatomi County Undersheriff Travis Dinwiddle tells uh, that Byers was arrested about 10 minutes ago at his brother's home in El Reno. I wonder where this woman is, by the way, that's DMing him. I'm hearing you've been arrested. Is this true? I don't know if I could fuck you now. Mm. And post, uh, what, what else does this say? Oh, we've got his mugshot too, yeah? Let's see his mugshot. In September, Byers reported his wife, Michaela Meave Byers, missing. Her body was later discovered in a concrete culvert 2,000 feet from the couple's property. Uh, motive investigators allege Byers murdered his wife so he could establish a relationship with a woman who he met at a gas station. This guy, he's like, you know what? I met this woman at a gas station. She doesn't even know I exist. But, you know, I said hello to her and I told her that uh, unleaded is the best course of action to use for that vehicle. And then she drove away. So I'm going to murder my wife so that I can be with this woman. And then he was DMing. The woman that he was DMing wasn't a woman from the gas station, I don't believe, right? So this guy's just thirsty galore. He went, once she was wrapped up in that uh, carpet all dead in the bottom of that concrete culvert, he was just getting his dick wet. I mean, he was ready to get out there. He was freewheeling. He knew he was going to jail. He Well, I guess so. Maybe he knew he was going, but here's the thing. He didn't have to. He could have just, just cheat on your wife. You don't need to kill her. 
You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be hilarious if he had some moral code where he's like, I just, you know, I had the urge to cheat on my wife. And I just said, I cannot do that. I'm not that type of guy. I can't possibly cheat on my wife. So I murdered her. So I murdered her so I could have sex with other women. What a good guy I am. Well, there he is. There's, And what is probably going to be the conclusion, Cody, do let us know. Send in Show at gmail.com. Let us know if there is a conviction and how long this guy is going to end up going to uh, prison if, in fact, he does. Ooh, another fast food story. This one coming to us at Show at gmail.com from David Reed. And this is kind of weird. This kind of reminds me, we were talking with Mike Feeney last week about the person who ate the fish and got a uh, flesh-eating disease from just, like, eating tilapia. God, if I eat something and it kills me, I'm going to be so bummed. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate eating to begin with. I think it's such a chore. And if I ate something that kills me, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. I'm going to fucking come back from the afterlife and just haunt that person forever, whoever made that thing. But in this case, an Ivy League student... With a heart condition, so there's that. Keep that in mind. Not only do they have a heart condition, Ivy League student, stressed to the gills. Uh, They died, though, after drinking Panera Bread's charged lemonade. This kind of sounds fucking sick. I kind of want some of this lemonade. It's got more caffeine than three cans of Red Bull? Oh, my Lord. I got to get this fucking lemonade, dude. I just had three Red Bulls in the time I've been here today, for the record. And I feel nothing. I'd love to get me a charged lemonade. I love lemonade, too. Could you imagine the kidney stones that it must give you if it has caffeine in it, too? Oh, my God. I'd imagine it's going to be quite a large one that would form in your kidney. Sarah Katz was a 21-year-old University of Pennsylvania student last year when she suffered cardiac arrest hours after purchasing the lemony beverage, according to court documents filed at the Philadelphia Court of Common Pleas on Monday. Who knew that the University of Pennsylvania was Ivy League, by the way? I had no fucking idea. If I'm going to go to an Ivy League school, I don't know if I'm going to U of Penn. Right? That seems silly. Harvard, Yale, Pennsylvania. I don't know. It doesn't really line up for me. I had no idea. What Do you guys know what the, all the Ivy League schools are? I'm sure you do. The other one is Brown that I'm like, that's one? At UPenn, that's where Wharton is. Wharton. Oh, I see. The, the school, school. The Wharton School of Business. Isn't that where Trump went to school? He went to school? Yeah, believe it or not. I thought it was there, but I don't fucking know. Anyhow. Yeah, Trump went to Wharton. Katz, who had a heart condition called Long QT Syndrome Type 1, a heart signaling disorder where heartbeats can be fast and chaotic, avoided energy drinks per her doctor's recommendation. The wrongful death lawsuit says her college roommate, Victoria Rose Conroy, also told NBC that Katz was very, very vigilant about what she needed to do to keep herself safe. I guess not. I mean, you don't drink something called charged lemonade if you're diligent. You know what I mean? It's not like they're advertising it as just lemonade. They're saying, like, this is charged up caffeinated lemonade. And if she's avoiding energy drinks, I mean, obviously, I don't think they boast the fact that it's, you know, got more caffeine in it than three cans of Red Bull. But at the same time, charged lemonade does sort of signal something. It doesn't take an Ivy League student to understand (laughs) that charged lemonade is probably a little something extra going on there. 
Uh, I guarantee if Sarah had known how much caffeine this was, she would have never touched it with a 10-foot pole. So that's where the lawsuit's coming in. It doesn't state how much caffeine is in charged lemonade. Katz ordered the large charged lemonade as a part of the meal at the Philadelphia Panera location on September 10th, 2022, without realizing it contained 390 milligrams of caffeine, more than three times the 111 milligrams of caffeine found in the standard 12-ounce can of Red Bull. Well, 12 ounces is not a standard Red Bull can article. Eight ounces is, and boy, oh boy, they can't put enough. Charge this up, if you ask me. Mmm. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to drink seven more. I guarantee if... Oh, yeah, we already read that. Cats ordered the large charged lemonade as a part of her meal. According to the complaint, cats consumed the Panera charged lemonade reasonably confident. Uh, it was traditional lemonade. I don't understand why you would think it was traditional. I guess if I heard charged lemonade, I would automatically assume it had alcohol in it. Probably. More than caffeine. I'd be like, ooh, is that like uh, is a little vodka in there? And they go, no, you psychopath. This is Panera. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, right. Okay. It's probably caffeine then. <laughs> Electrolyte sports drink containing a reasonable amount of caffeine safer, is safe for her to drink, evidently. On the same day, Katz suffered a cardiac arrest while dining with friends at a restaurant in her apartment building, according to the complaint. That stinks. The family's attorney accused Panera Bread of failing to provide warning of any potentially dangerous effects on blood pressure, heart rate, and or brain function. Panera Bread advertised the drink as a plant-based and clean beverage. <laughs> With as much caffeine as our dark roast coffee, which <laughs> that's, hey, Panera, you're really like singing to my ear here. I mean, this is like, I want this now. I got to get me some lemonade. Wait, what's, wait, caffeinated lemonade charges, charges in three great flavors. I got to get this shit. So out of respect for this woman, on Panera's website when they're advertising it, it says, try our new Panera energy drinks. Liven your day. Well, yeah, it's supposed to make you all fucking, they've got mango, cranberry, or strawberry, strawberry mint. Yuck. <laughs> Ugh. Don't ruin it with mint. But no, I definitely want to try this. And now dark, they have, they say it's like, hey, it's got as much caffeine as our dark roast coffee. So this coffee's all fucking nuts, too. That's great. The beverage which cats consumed also includes uh, guarana extract, which is a stimulant, as well as the equivalent of nearly 30 teaspoons of sugar. Katz's family alleged that the complaint that, parent, uh, that Panera included the beverage as a part of its sip club, in which customers are urged to drink unlimited Panera-charged <laughs> lemonade every day. <laughs> That's not really a sip at that point. I don't know. Good Lord. I think the woman that was at the Ritz-Carlton should join the SIP club, too. Put a little charge charge in, in that thing. We were very saddened to learn this morning about the tragic passing of Sarah Katz and our hearts go out to her family, says Panera. The spokesperson for the company also said uh, that they strongly believe in transparency around our ingredients. That's for the... Yeah, they got mint in them. Fuck that fucking lemonade for Christ's sake. We will work quickly to thoroughly investigate this matter. According to the Food and Drug Administration, adults should have uh, no more than 400 milligrams a day, which is equivalent to about four or five cups of coffee. Boy, oh boy, I really hit the red on that meter every fucking day. I'll tell you what, I'm sure you do out there as well. However, depending on factors such as body weight medications, individual sensitivity to too much caffeine, it can vary from person to person, the FDA warned. I say we tape a... Oh, 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 oh. Is this you that wrote this? Or no, Kirsten wrote this. I say we tape a pod off a couple of these and see what happens. She wrote that little note at the bottom. Hey, I said it before. 
Yeah. Let's get some fucking charged lemonades up in this piece. I want to get sponsored by the charged lemonades. Can we go out there and get it? What does that say? We will work quickly. Sounds like everything's quickly on that much charged lemonade. Oh, yeah. Why do they have a... Oh, the Red Bull can is to show that the comparison. I was going to say, I thought you were sh- giving me some, like, news about Red Bull, which I was about to be like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This one coming to us by way of Ashley McCullum. This is a interesting way to wrap things up. It involves an Oregon... Do I say that right? Is it Oregon or Oregon? People yell at me no matter what I say, I feel like. To each their own. I feel like the more common way to say it is Oregon. Okay. Just wanted to double check because I feel like I say it and someone's like, I the way Josh says it makes me so fucking mad. And then I have to hear about that time and time again. What are you going to play it here? Let's hear. Oregon. 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 Okay. Because like I've st- I definitely have said Oregon before where people get all up in arms. It's got me in a brain pretzel and I can't quite figure it out. The 39-year-old rock climber, this is again an Oregon rock climber, 39-year-old rock climber is facing a slate of attempted murder charges. Oh my lord. Oh, oh, murder. Over an alleged plot to kill random people at a Smith rock climbing event this weekend. Uh, the uh, the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office arrested Samson Zebtaria Garner on Thursday and took him into the county jail on several charges, each of attempted murder of multiple victims, attempted first-degree assault, attempted second-degree assault, and unlawful use of a weapon. Now, I wonder, is this man, this as I read it right now, my thoughts are already going to the fact that this guy is teaching rock climbing classes and he's taking classes up there on the rocks and then being like, oops, the rope fell. And then they're all just kind of stuck up there and they have to get down. That's what I'm guessing. He tries to kill them that way through shitty teaching, you know, and then being like, I don't know what happened. Law enforcement. But let's see what happens, because now I'm seeing there's other details here. Law enforcement recovered a Beretta 9mm handgun, a Sig Sawyer 9mm handgun, and an AR-15 from this man when he was arrested. The Deschutes County Sheriff's Office seized those weapons under an extreme risk protection order during the arrest, meaning the courts will take those guns away for at least a year. The district attorney, Steve Gunnels, said investigators had recovered journal entries with Garner's belongings that indicated he was not planning to target specific people, but had a generalized anger. Oh, so they were uh, thinking, you know, this guy's writing manifestos and he's going to go on a, a spree here, a bit of a shooting spree. He was starting to get that, like, I'm angry. And he sounds white based off of Oregon rock climber. I'm just going to go ahead and say probably white guy, you know. So wait, white guys out there, if you're getting angry, whatever you do, don't put it in a journal. Especially if you own guns, because then you're fucked. Gunnell said there was not clear motive for the alleged plot, evidently. Uh, court charging documents list potential victims in the case as spectator and belayer. So he was thinking he was going to shoot up his like classes here, evidently. Garner is a Portland resident who has worked as an information technology professor in the past and had an active membership in the Manzamas, a mountaineering education nonprofit, according to the executive director. She said while Garner's membership was current, his involvement with the group had been limited since 2018. Well, that's because he probably tried to kill a bunch of people on the fucking mountain. The Mazamas community is devastated to learn of this situation. The safety and well-being of our members, volunteers, and students is our top priority. As mountaineers, trust is among our core tenets. 
to learn that a fellow climber had intentions to violate that principle through violence is both heartbreaking and troubling. You never know who you're up on those mountains with, you know? This guy looks crazy. I wouldn't want to go up on the mountain with him. He looks like Scar. He looks like Frank Byers. Oh, my God, they do look the same. Frank Byers and this guy, they both have white guys with beards. We're not... You know, it's times are a changing, and uh, us white guys with beards. You know, people are raising a concerned eye to us for sure. And this guy just—I don't know—he reminds me of Scar from Lion King for some reason. Where he's up on the mountain, and he's like, "Brother," and then he throws him off. <laughs> That's what this guy kind of looks like. He's going to go up there with one guy and just toss him and be like, "Brother." The planned attack appeared to target the Smith Rock Kragen Classic. The Smith Rock Cragen Classic, an event hosted by the American Alpine Club and described as a three-day grassroots climbing festival. Golly. You know, I got to get a healthy hobby. Not this one. I'm not going to go climb rocks. You got a fucking carabiner. You got to trust some guy with a beard who's writing manifestos. I'm not down. The American Alpine Club thanked law enforcement in a social media post and said that they became aware of the threat Wednesday, a day before Garner's arrest. The group did not immediately respond to a request or comment. Uh, Gunnels, the prosecutor, said Central Oregon law enforcement became aware of Garner after Portland police received tips about the potential shooting. So they got tips on this guy. They're like, this guy is writing some weird shit. He's going mountain climbing. We're a little nervous about him. And they're like, we're going to look into it. And they took his guns away. Police did a really good job. They were on it. Portland Police Bureau was on it and communicated the information to the county sheriff's office. Based on the information collected in the investigation so far, the prosecutor described the threat as serious. Garner was prepared for it. He had driven two and a half, three hours to Deschutes County, where he apparently intended to carry out the attack. And he was armed for it. It is crazy getting ahead of a mass shooting like that. It takes people. You see something, you say something. That's what I always say. I don't really see things well, so I'm never going to say anything, to be quite honest. Law enforcement in the Deschutes County Attorney's Office said that they are continuing to investigate the mass shooting plot, but believe strongly that Garner was acting alone, and there are no additional threats to the community. So that's crazy. He was just plotting. I thought he was going up there as an instructor, and just, like, letting the rope just, like, run out. Like, they're, like, climbing. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm not attached to anything. And then he's like, hey, get down. You're going to have to get down. What can I tell you? But I don't know. Let's do one more. What the fuck? We got one here from Luke Rutz. Officer on. Oh, this is sexy. A nice way to end the, the show with a nice sexy story. In this story, a Minneapolis police. Now, this is like a pornography film. This is like a dream. A Minneapolis police officer was apparently outed as an OnlyFans model last week after she pulled over a driver who turned out to be a subscriber to her page. Now, isn't that funny? That's like a sitcom or something. It's like, are you an OnlyFans model? Because I, I would, I mean, Jesus Lord, if I got pulled over and it was a woman I subscribed to on OnlyFans, I would have been like, is that you, Kate? You know, like you say, I mean, I can't even imagine. I don't even know that I would, in that context, recognize a person from that. You know, I guess you'd have to jerk off to this person so often where you go, like, that's definitely her. This weekend, Fox 9 learned that the officer was now being investigated by the police department to determine if she broke any police policy or guidelines by working as an erotic model. The officer, uh, who Fox 9 is not identifying, well, what the fuck? We got to see what this chick looks like. 
She's a well-respected cop and has been recognized for her police work, but now she's in a bit of hot water for a side job. The driver who recognized the officer tells Fox 9 he had been following her OnlyFans page for about five months. He says it took 10 minutes before he figured it out. (laughs) I wonder what the indicator was, you know? What was the thing that, like, tipped him off? She just starts blowing her nightstick or something, and he's like, God, I know. Now I I know that face anywhere. Oh, it's you. Yeah. She sighed, and he was like, huh? I've heard that moan before. Then we were doing a little small talk and checking, and I was like, man, she's got an OnlyFans page. I am on her OnlyFans page, said the driver. The driver says he's seen the fourth precinct officer have sex and post explicit photos. That's something when you're getting, like, pulled over by a cop. I don't even know how, like, if I'm this guy, I'm having a little side conversation with her to get out of this ticket at the very least maybe he couldn't get out of the ticket and he tried and he's like well I guess I have to out her as an only I mean I wouldn't want her to get in trouble why would he go public with this is my point uh, you've got to you got to go to the VIP and you get to see the video of her and her I guess husband I guess that's who it is they do full sex videos the driver f- further described Oh, he gets really detailed he's like her husband's got a I believe it's her husband. He's got a birthmark on his thigh. The officer appears to have been running the OnlyFans site that offers a range of adult content, including pornography and customized videos, for an undetermined period. The police chief has confirmed that an investigation is underway to determine if the Minneapolis Police Department policy has been violated in any way. Meanwhile, the driver says the realization changes perspective during the stop. You can't arrest me no more. I've seen your private parts, the driver stated. (laughs) Well, I guess that's where the, the wicket gets a little sticky is when the guy's going like, I've seen you fuck. You can't arrest me. Then you you kind of lose your power as a cop. But at the end of the day, this guy kind of sucks. Because like I said, if I got pulled over by an I would probably try to get out of the ticket. But if she gave me the ticket anyway, I would be like, all right, what am I going to do? I mean, I still want to jerk off to her fucking OnlyFans, you know? Maybe she'll send me some free content for being chill about it. You know, have a little perspective, guy. And at the very least... Is this the worst thing that we've heard about the Minneapolis Police Department in recent years? Probably not, right? There's a little story about a guy named George. I don't know if you remember. I wouldn't want her to be arresting me, and I just saw you and your husband last night for twenty nine ninety nine have sex on OnlyFans. I just can't respect you or the precinct that you're working, he added. Well, this guy fucking sucks. This guy blows. He's making a big... I mean, this is how you get this is how good things get ruined on Sunday. A spokesperson for the mayor released the following statement. If all we're talking about is naked pictures behind a paywall, the mayor has no issue. However, the chief will determine if there is any policy violations. That's a nice mayor right there. It's not clear how long the investigation will take. But as of the last check, the officers only fans page is still up and running. Fox 9 did ask how long colleagues and administrative staff have been aware of the site, but we're not given an answer. They're like, we're going to have to investigate this. Meanwhile, the precinct is buying it for twenty nine ninety nine and watching it in full detail. That's how they're investigating it there. We got to really get to the bottom of this page here. So we're all going to be taking a look. Listen, folks, if you have a uh, fucking OnlyFans out there and you have a real job, you got to keep a separation of church and state. But at the same time, The more and more stories that come out like this, the more and more we are going to be able to protect your rights as an OnlyFans person. Let's wrap things up. I'm exhausted. Thank you again if you came out to the shows this weekend. 
That's why we did the shows. I need money. But San Francisco was wonderful. Seattle was incredible. I hope you come out to some some shows in the future. We got Buffalo happening the eve of Thanksgiving, November 22nd. We've got Brea Improv, November 29th. I've got some shows at the Comedy Store in the meantime. So I hope I see you around and about. Make sure you go over to Josh underscore Potter on Instagram or J underscore Potter on Twitter and check the link in the bio for all the tour dates coming up for the end of the year and into next year. Also, joshpottermerch.com, twitch.tv slash josh underscore potter. We're going to be streaming all week. It's going to be streaming Palooza this week, so get on board if you want to do that. Hit the little follow. It's free, or if you want to subscribe, you can do that as well. Also, patreon.com slash the Josh Potter Show. Just five bucks a month to get a whole different podcast and then some. We're doing Zoom hangs too now that I'm back off the road, so make sure you subscribe to the Patreon Subscribe to the Twitch if you'd like. Get a shirt for the hell, uh, for fuck's sake. Get a fucking shirt for Christ's sake. Also, we'll just see you around and about. I love you very much. Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. Let me know how you're doing. Send in your reportings. Send in your music. And we will see you next Tuesday or next Wednesday. Oh my God, Tuesday. What year am I in? We'll see you next Wednesday. Chase O'Donnell will be here. It is the Josh Potter Show. Thank you very much. <laughs>